coming up. And we ought to care more about the gospel, the message of God, and God, what God wants for people than we want, than we care about what we want for ourselves. Your taste buds might be saying, I wanna eat that, I wanna eat that, or I wanna drink that. But the text is telling us, you shouldn't want that more than you want to please God and help your brother and sisters grow in faith or be built up in faith. Right. That should mean much more to you than your taste buds. Right. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Jesus never said following him would be easy. In fact, many of his teachings reveal the difficulties and struggles of this life and the effort it takes to truly live out our salvation. Join us for the series, Making Every Effort, where Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn challenge us to examine our walk with Jesus Christ and how well we are striving to be like him. Here's the fourth message in the series, Peace, Edification, and holiness, part two. In other words, if we notice that something happens that's not, that shouldn't happen, then we need to say, hey, that's not right. That behavior is not right. Yeah. Not judging the person, the behavior is not right. Let me give you a really a practical example of this. Because we got laws in our society to deal with this. Mm -hmm. The laws make a judgment. We, we do not permit people to ignore red lights. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and the only time you can is if you got a siren on the top of your vehicle and you're authorized as a police officer or an ambulance or whatever to a fireman to go and do something for public safety yeah. because it is against public safety for people to arbitrarily ignore red lights. Right. People will die if we do that. Right. That's true. And that's a judgment on behavior. Mm -hmm. On behavior. That's a behavior our society has deemed and rightly so yeah. not to be acceptable. The same is true as followers of Christ. There are behaviors that is that are not acceptable. And we should call those behaviors out. Mm -hmm. Judge behavior, and, not the... Yeah, and we're judging behavior, not the individual. Okay. God will do that. And we'll see as we keep talking here. Mm. And we need to make sure that we, we express it and in that manner that the behavior it's like it's like if somebody offends you you don't you don't want to say i don't like you or i hate you <laughs> right. you know you say i i didn't like what you did right and what you did made me feel a certain kind of way mm -hmm. that's the key the behavior not the person okay and that's where we need to make our our focus Look what Romans uh, 14, 10, and then 13 and 14 says. Um, it says, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, see, treating them with contempt is is treating them as a person a certain way. For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up in your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of your brother or sister. I'm going to pause right there for a moment. So the text is telling us not to pass judgment because who are we? We're not anybody's Lord. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have to answer to God at some point. Yeah. God is the Lord. He's the Lord of all. He's the creator of all. So you, we're not there. We're not functioning as their Lord, mm-hmm. but as their brother or sister, right. we want when they face the Lord, we want that to be a blessed and and fruitful and pleasing facing. Right. So my brother or sister, when when their behavior is not pleasing to God, I should be concerned and care about that mm-hmm. because I know that they have to face God. Right. And so I may in a loving way, we talked about love, mm-hmm. come alongside mm-hmm. and try to help them with the behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. And say, you know, and explain why in love with gentleness and, and in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, the scripture even commands us in, in Galatians 6, 1, that if you see your brother over, overtaken in a fault, right. you ought to go right. to them, but go to them humbly, mm-hmm. considering yourself. Mm-hmm. And we've, we are commanded to do that. But again, we don't want to judge the person. God's going to do that. Right. We do want to make a judgment or an evaluation of the behavior, not the person. Um, the the passage reads on, in, and and or it, it says that it gives us another thing to do, in, op, in opposed to making judgments. It says. Make up in your mind not to put a stumbling block or an obstacle in the way of your brother or your sister. Mm-hmm. This is a big point, which we're going to cover more in the next point on in the message. But this leads us to it because we need to have a made up mind that I don't want to cause my brother or sister to stumble. Meaning to... Uh, Live or th- live or do things in a way that is against their faith mm-hmm. or against the faith. Mm-hmm. That's a stumble. When we don't live in faith, we're stumbling. Mm-hmm. When we don't live by faith, we are stumbling. And I don't want to do anything to cause my brother or sister in Christ to stumble and not live by faith. So, and, and again, we're going to build on that. Verse 14 in the passage um, goes on Roman 14, 14. It says, I am convinced being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. So this highlights some of what I was saying about if in faith, I think it's unclean to eat meat, for instance, and I'm that I'm doing that in faith in God, then 
for me, for me to live in faith, then I got to stick with that until I gain a different understanding or come to a different um, belief. But this is presently my belief. And if I don't live out my belief, then I'm not living by faith. Amen. I'm not living by faith. And then thus, I'm not pleasing. I'm not pleasing God. Amen. So we are no one's Lord. Hey, we're no one's Lord. But we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And we should help each other. Um, be pleasing to God, but we don't judge. We don't be in contempt. We don't be quarreling over small stuff. That's not what God has called us to. So the third thing, um, or third way that we can practice peace and holiness while building each other up is don't hinder someone else's spiritual growth. Don't hinder someone else's spiritual growth. Romans 14, 15, and 16, it says, if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. <laughs> this, 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 this is a big one. This is a big one. If what I eat even if it's causing my brother and sister to stumble, I'm not acting in love toward them. Mm-hmm. The question is, do I love what I eat more than I love my brother or sister? And even above that, do I love what I eat more than I love God? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a question that Jesus asked Peter. After Jesus resurrected, you guys probably familiar with it. We talked about it some weeks ago. After Jesus uh, was on the shore and they were out fishing and Jesus told them to cast their, their net on the other side of the boat and they caught all these fish and then they came ashore and it's unclear what Jesus meant um, about these because he says, Peter, do you love me more than these? <laughs> now it's unclear these <laughs> yeah it's unclear what these was yeah. but the point he was making that you shouldn't love anything more than me now some right, say it was right, the fish right, right and that that's a bible option because peter loved the fish yeah he did. it could be the fish itself or the fact the act of fishing the act of fishing in either case we shouldn't love anything more than we love god Right. So this passage is pointing to that. It's saying that if I'm eating something that causes my brother or sister to stumble, we're talking about faith now. We talk, we're not talking about preference. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to be clear. We're not talking about preference. We're talking about somebody believes that by faith, and this, what I'm point I'm making here is going, we're going to highlight in a, very shortly here, is that it's causing their faith to stumble. Mm-hmm. I should, and I, and I, and if I do something. Um, or eat eat something that's causing their faith to, or drink something we're going to see that causes their faith to stumble. I'm not acting in love. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Some of this might 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 hit you in the wrong place, but I'm gonna tell you just what the scripture <laughs> said. I'm, I'm I'm telling you what the scripture saying. Yeah. It says I'm not acting in love. Okay. It reads on 
um, in verse in verse 15, do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. I'm going to pause right there. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. In other words, Christ died for this person who may be weaker in faith and their faith may tell them eating meat is wrong. He says, don't destroy their faith because Christ died for them. Mm -hmm. And we ought to care more about the gospel, the message of God and God, what God wants for people, then we want, then we care about what we want for ourselves. Right. Your taste buds might be saying, I want to eat that. I want to eat that. Or I want to drink that. Mm-hmm. But the text is telling us you shouldn't want that more than you want to please God and help your brothers and sisters grow in faith or be built up in faith. Right. That should mean much more to you than your taste buds right. or your passions or your desire, whatever. It shouldn't mean as much. And, you know, we, again, we're going to talk more about this and because this is an important factor. Mm-hmm. This is highly, highly important for us and how we live out our faith. Okay. And so, um, so it says Christ died for them. And then verse 16 says, therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken evil of. Don't let it be good. So in other words, you know that it's okay for you to eat this meat Mm -hmm. or drink whatever. The Bible doesn't speak against it. Yeah. So. Just because the Bible don't speak against it doesn't mean that you that you are free to do it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that necessarily. See, he's saying here, if it's hindering somebody, yeah. the Bible is saying, don't let what you know to be good be spoken evil of. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it is not good. It is not it's not expedient or right or pleasing to God for you to continue to do something that you have permission to do when it's offending someone else or causing someone else's faith to stumble. Again, we're not talking about preference. We're talking about their faith. We're talking about the thing that takes them, that keeps them from hell. This is a major thing. We need to be strengthening one another's faith. Pretty important. Mm -hmm. So don't let this thing, just because you know the Bible says I can do it, then you just do it as freely as you want to and inconsiderate of how it might be impacting someone who's weaker in faith. That is a sin against God. It's a sin against God. This is critical for us. Let me give you a little more flavor of this, what I'm trying to to drill home, what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 8, 9 through 13 says this. But be careful with your freedom. Hmm. Your freedom to eat anything may make those who have doubts about what they can eat fall into sin. Okay, it's just highlighting what I already said. You can use your freedom to cause others to fall into sin. Verse 10, you understand that you you understand that it's all right to eat anything, so you can eat eat even eat even in an idol's temple. 
In other words, you can eat food that's been offered to idols and you know it doesn't really matter. But if someone's watching you do that, who's weak in faith and it hinders them, you should not eat it. That's the point. It reads on. But someone who has doubts might see you eating there. And this might encourage them to eat meat, sacrifice to idols too. But they really think it's wrong. So you're encouraging them to do something that they think is wrong and you're hindering their faith. You're right. weakening their faith. Right. We need to take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. And then verse 11 goes on to say, so this weak brother or sister, someone Christ died for, it repeats it. Mm-hmm. Someone Christ died for is lost because you, you're better understanding. And so because you wanted to be free and do what you knew you're free to do, mm-hmm. you're hindering somebody else and it can cause someone not to find salvation. Right. Just because you know it's okay for you to drink or to smoke or do whatever, the Bible doesn't speak against it per se, or whatever it might be mm-hmm. you're doing, and you saying the Bible doesn't say I can't do it, so then you do it, and you post it all on social media, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And somebody's looking, who weaker in faith, can look at that and now be encouraged to sin because of their faith says that that's not right. Yeah. Sure. This, this this is deep. And see, we don't usually talk about this in this way, but I, I got to tell you, this is what the word is teaching us. This is how the word teaching us to live. We we don't we not to just we not ought not to just take our freedoms to use it however we want to. Mm-hmm. And so the passage goes on. Verse twelve. When you sin against your brothers and sisters in Christ in this way. And you hurt them by causing them to do things they feel are wrong. You are also sinning against Christ. Mm -hmm. You're sinning against Christ. Yeah. Because you're causing a weaker person in faith to do, to be encouraged to do something that they think is wrong. Mm -hmm. All right. And we want to play down all of this and say, no, no, we have to be concerned. We have to be accepting. We have to be building up those who are weak in faith and those who are stronger in faith. Mm -hmm. God is commanding us to do this. And then verse 13 says, so if the food I eat makes another believer fall into sin. I'm going to back up here because I I didn't give you the context. This letter is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. Okay. (laughs) And this is one of the reasons Paul was a bad brother. And when I say bad, I mean outstanding, excellent, <laughs> um, held in high regard, uh, uh, worthy of following. I mean bad in that sense. Okay. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul did more for the church than anybody other than Christ. This brother was committed brother was committed. And in this passage, he makes this claim here that ought to make us all, all of our jaws drop. He says in verse 13, so if the, if, so if the food I eat makes another believer fall into sin, I will never eat meat again. Hmm. I will stop eating meat so that I will not make my brother or sister sin. 
Paul was a bad brother. Paul says, if I'm eating meat and I know it's nothing wrong with it, I know that God allows me to do it because I give thanks when I do it. I eat it unto him. I eat it in faith. It's not a problem. Scripture doesn't speak against it. But Paul says, nevertheless, even though that's true, Paul says, if I find out that me eating this meat causes my brother or sister to sin, Paul says, I won't ever eat meat again. Wow. Ever. Wow. Mm. Paul was a bad brother. And he's driving home a point here that we should be making every effort mm -hmm. to build each other up. Right. Not tear each other down. We're so quick to gossip and talk about each other. Mm-hmm. The scripture really emphasizes to us we should be making every effort to build each other up. And Paul says, I won't eat meat ever again. Mm. That's going to the extreme. Yes. yes. Paul is really committed to the development, the growing of faith of other believers. That's giving up your wants and your That's desires. That's giving up your wants and your desires. Because you're trying to support and help your brother or sister exactly. in Christ. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because you believe in the fact that we yeah. ought to be drawn closer to God. We ought to be growing our faith. Mm -hmm. That's how much you grow it. Supporting one another. And we, in this, in this social media world, we can't even keep our fingers off our phones mm. to not post something that can potentially be offensive. Mm. Po now, now, when I say offensive, I mean weaken somebody's faith. Mm. We, we can't even keep our fingers from pressing the button of 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 posting something that can weaken another brother sisters in Christ's faith. Mm -hmm. We can't do. We just got. Oh, I just got to. I just got to. I just got to say it. I just got to do it. I just got to do it. Paul says, "I won't eat meat ever again." Hmm. That's a whole nother level. Yeah. But no, we just hit sin, sin, post, post, mm -hmm. all these things that can cause fellow believers, weaker fellow, weaker believers in Christ to stumble. We just post it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With no second thought. It's a shame. It is literally a shame. And the text tells us when we do that, we're sinning against Christ. Mm -hmm. We're sinning against Christ. Romans uh, 14, 20 through 21. It goes on to say, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. Hmm. So God is working on somebody's heart, drawing them closer to him. And because you had to have the food or the drink or whatever it is and advertise it and do it in front of somebody weaker, the text is saying, don't destroy the work God's doing on their heart just because you had to have that drink, that mm. eat that food or whatever. Don't destroy God's work. Well, I know, but it ain't wrong. It says the Bible says I can do it. it, it that's not the point. Yeah. When you do it and it causes somebody to stumble, the Bible says now you just read it. You can't do it mm -hmm. because it's causing somebody to stumble. So what was once free for you to do, it ain't free right now. Because it's going to cause somebody weaker in faith to stumble. So you can't do it right now. 
But we want to do it anyway. You know why? Because that's what we want to do. And I said earlier, we're not no one's Lord. Guess what? You're not even your own Lord either. That's what the word says. <laughs> yeah. Not only are you not anyone else's Lord, you're not Lord of yourself either. Because mm -hmm. we've been bought with the price. And we're not free. Amen. We're not free. This is one of the this is one of the points of, of becoming leaders of a leader. As you grow in your leadership, you're giving up rights. You're giving up rights. You don't have the right to do things as you grow in leadership. You can't just do that. It's not OK for you to just, you know, go do something that's going to be scandalous and it's going to offend a whole bunch. You can't just say what you want to say. You become the president of the United States. You can't just tweet stuff you want to tweet. Because mm -mm. the, the impact is so great on the world. You have you're gonna be held accountable to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we're all gonna face the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. So Romans 14, 20, 21, it says again, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean. But it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. It's not okay. It's not okay to do it. I'd rather have a church culture like this, that this, this scripture just said, a culture that is more concerned and promotes uh, uh, that, that, that promotes uh, building up the, the my fellow brother or sister in Christ. Not tearing them down, a church that promotes sacrificing what I am free to do for the sake of the growth and faith and not causing my brother and sister to stumble. I'd rather have that church, a church that, that's not, that's not going to talk about, oh, you're free to do that. You're free to drink. The Bible says you can drink, just don't, don't um, drink too much. I'd I, I rather not promote that. I'd rather promote what this passage is saying. Don't drink if it causes one to stumble versus just promoting the freedoms. Yeah. And then giving people the false sense that because I'm free to do it, I can do it. There are some contexts that is, you're not free to do it. But when I, we talk about it in the context of the church like this, no, I want to have my freedom to do these things that the Bible gives me freedom to do. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't give you the freedom to do it in every context. Just like you, it wouldn't be appropriate for you to have sex with your wife or your husband mm -hmm. in the wrong context. Yeah. Does that mean you go outside on your front lawn? No, it doesn't mean that. Right. And you telling everybody looking at you saying, this is my wife, though. No, it don't work like that. Mm. We got to exercise love and peace and holiness so that we can build each other up. So at Quench. We want to aspire to have that kind of culture that's going to sacrifice even the things that we are free to do for the sake of building each other up. 
Amen. We want to hold and we want to have a culture that holds in high regard, in high regard, spiritual growth of our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. We want to make that our a priority. Amen. And then the last thing that we can do to practice peace and holiness while building each other up is properly demonstrate the kingdom of God. Properly demonstrate the kingdom of God. Romans 14, 7 through 8, 17 through 18 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom is. Not, it's not about eating and drinking. It's about righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing God and receives human approval. We want to be a community that we want to, that others will want to be a part of. So it's saying when we demonstrate righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, not only does that please God, it is also gets the approval of human of the hum, of human beings of other people when they see righteousness peace and joy yeah. they approve of that too and then we create by doing so we create a culture that will cause people to want to be a part of it because they see righteousness peace and joy in the community Amen. and that's what we want to be you've been listening to one by one Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. You can't uh, be God's friend and be the world's friend at the same time. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, you, you might have, that might work with people, you know. There's two people you know that, that's fighting against each other and both of them are your friends. You know, but you can't find that middle ground between the devil or the world, right. the devil and God. Right. There's no middle ground for you to see. You can't rest there. That's, that is not a fence you can straddle. That's right. Thank you for listening.